If you're enjoying Bradbury 100, please search for my YouTube channel, Bradbury 101, where I review Ray's books and films. And why not check out my other podcast, Science Fiction 101, where we explore science fiction from all angles. Find Science Fiction 101 wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bradbury 100, celebrating the life and work of American writer Ray Bradbury. I'm Phil Nichols of bradburymedia.co.uk. Hello and welcome once again to Bradbury 100. In this episode, we're going to take a look at some Bradbury books that never were. Now, you may know that for a number of years I've been senior consultant to the Ray Bradbury Centre, formerly known as the Centre for Ray Bradbury Studies, which is in Indianapolis, part of Indiana University. And I've had access to the papers in the Bradbury Centre, Ray Bradbury's working papers, which are available to researchers by appointment. And in doing my various researches, I've come across a number of interesting files, and I'm going to talk about one of them today. It's a file that Ray started in 1960, and he called it Outlines of Books to be Written in 1960, 1961 and 1962. What's interesting about the file is that it lists some projects that we are familiar with, but more projects that you will never have heard of simply because they weren't followed through or they were never completed. So let me now go through some of the items in that file. First is a proposal for an anthology to be edited by Ray. By anthology, of course, we mean an edited set of works written by various other people, as opposed to just a collection, which would be a set of works written by a single author. This proposed anthology was to be called God on Tomorrow Morning. Ray, of course, had already by this time edited two anthologies. His first was Timeless Stories for Today and Tomorrow, which contained a range of fantasy and science fiction stories, many of them by non-genre writers, such as John Steinbeck, Christopher Isherwood, alongside short stories by genre writers such as Henry Kuttner, Nigel Neal, Shirley Jackson and many others. Franz Kafka was also in there. Timeless Stories came out in 1952 and Ray's other published anthology was The Circus of Dr. Lowe and Other Improbable Stories which came out in 1956. Some people say Dr. Lau but I believe the correct pronunciation is Dr. Lowe. This anthology once again showed Ray returning to authors that he was familiar with. So Nigel Neal is included again, Roald Dahl is included, Shirley Jackson, Henry Kuttner. But now returning to this file of planned works for 1960-61-62, God on Tomorrow Morning, which was to be an anthology of short stories about space and God and humankind over the next 50 years. Whether or not it was ever sent to a publisher, I don't know. 
But as part of the document that Ray filed away, he wrote a one-paragraph justification for the anthology. And the basic thrust of it is that science is making such big strides that there can't be any religious or philosophical idea which isn't going to be challenged over the next half century or so. And the proposed contents of the book were to be about 20 stories. Three of them would be written by Ray, and in his one-paragraph blurb he reckons that about 60 to 70 stories had already been published by various authors on this theme that he could choose from. The three of his own stories that he had in mind for God on Tomorrow Morning were The Fire Balloons, The Man, and If Sun and Moon Should Doubt. The Fire Balloons, of course, is set on Mars, and it's in many editions of the Martian Chronicles. It's in there as a chapter. But the first edition of the Martian Chronicles didn't include the Fire Balloons. You probably know the one. It's the story of Catholic priests going to Mars, and they hope to make contact with the Martians who are rumoured to still exist up in the hills. Ray's story, The Man is from 1949, originally published in Thrilling Wonder Stories, and later collected in The Illustrated Man. This is the one about a space mission which goes searching around the galaxy, trying to catch up with a kind of Christ-like figure who's been reported in different places. Ray's third proposed story was called If Sun and Moon Should Doubt. Now that's a quote from a poem called Auguries of Innocence by William Blake. The complete quote goes, If the sun and moon should ever doubt, they'd immediately go out. And you know what? I'm not aware of there being a Bradbury story with that title. Now, it's possible he wrote the story, but ended up using a different title for it. It's also possible that he just liked the title, but never got around to writing the story. A third possibility is that he did write it with that title, but it's just never come to light. As for the 20 stories that he proposed from other writers, well, he was able to come up with a list of 15, and after the list of 15, he wrote, and others. It's possible that he came up with this list of 15 stories more or less off the top of his head, just from his familiarity with stories from the field of science fiction. Or maybe he'd had to do some research. But there are some interesting stories listed, few of which are remembered today. The only one that leapt out at me from the list is a rather familiar story by Arthur C. Clarke called The Star, first published in 1955. The other stories range from a 1953 piece by Sylvia Jacobs called Up the Mountain or Down through to a 1960 story by Robert Silverberg called Subterfuge. Other writers included in the list are Lester Del Rey, Eric Frank Russell, Robert F. Young, Anthony Boucher, Robert Block, Chris Neville, Charles Beaumont. Oh, and a second appearance by Robert Silverberg, with a story called The Guest Writes. It sounds like it would have been an interesting anthology on religion and science fiction, but it was never to be. We do have the list of stories, though, and on my website bradburymedia.co.uk, I'll give you the full list. And if you're feeling adventurous, you could seek out the stories yourself and put together an anthology in your own head. So what else is in this file of never-completed Bradbury projects? 
Well, there's one called Space Age Reader, which was to be kind of a greatest hits compilation. If you think of two books which did come out in the 1960s, R is for Rocket and S is for Space, you wouldn't be far off what Ray was proposing for this Space Age Reader. He lists 35 of his own stories, and adds in a note that there are 15 additional stories available that he could choose from, and he's grouped the contents according to where they're from. So he lists uh, 10 stories from The Illustrated Man, 5 from Golden Apples of the Sun, 8 from Medicine for Melancholy, and 10 stories which at that time had never been collected. So anyone buying this Space Age reader might have been picking up a whole load of stories that they already had if they'd bought Ray's previous books, but they would also have 10 not necessarily new stories, but stories which had only appeared in magazines up until that point. But the Space Age Reader never came to be, and it doesn't really look vastly different from later collections of Ray's stories. In the early 60s, Ray was getting seriously into writing short plays, and the next idea found in his folder of ideas from 1960 is a collection of his one-act plays. He calls it simply The Pandemonium Theatre Company Presents A Book of Seven One-Act Plays. And the concept for this was to include two plays related to the past, two related to today, and three related to the future. The past ones he groups under a heading Yesterday Morning, the contemporary ones under the heading Noon Today, and the future ones under the heading Tomorrow Midnight. Now, if you're a Bradbury fan or collector, you will recognise Tomorrow Midnight. That's a title he would use later for the second collection of EC Comics stories that were published in paperback in the late 60s. Ray was very good at coming up with clever titles, and if he didn't have a use for them immediately, he'd file them away somewhere in the back of his mind and redeploy them at a later point. And this, as I've said before, is one of the reasons why it's sometimes really difficult to keep track of Ray's work, because what we often do is we follow a title. And if he uses the same title for different things, well, we can get in all of a mess very easily. The plays that he would have included in this Pandemonium Theatre book were Medicine for Melancholy, An Old Man is a Time Machine. Those were both under the Yesterday heading. Now, Medicine for Melancholy is a fairly familiar short story, and An Old Man is a Time Machine, I'm guessing, is the story of his which is sometimes published under the title The Time Machine, but which is also a chapter from Dandelion Wine. You know, the one, it's about the old man who recalls the American Civil War, and his recollections are so vivid that anyone listening to him telling his stories is kind of transported back to the past. The two contemporary plays in this collection would be The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit and one called The Rich Man, and I don't know what that is. Again, this might be something he was planning to write, but never did. It might be something he did write, but used a different title, and so on and so on. And finally, under the Tomorrow heading, he included The Velt, The Pedestrian, and To the Chicago Abyss, although here he calls it One Way to Chicago Abyss. Again, this book didn't appear, 
Although Ray did publish collections of his short plays, there was one called The Anthem Sprinters and Other Antics, which came out in 1963, and that one consists entirely of plays set in Ireland. Then there was The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit and Other Plays, which came out in 72, and that one included a couple from this item that I've been talking about. Uh, the Wonderful Ice Cream Suit, of course, and uh, The Velt and To the Chicago Abyss. And his third collection of short plays was Pillar of Fire and Other Plays, which came out in 75, and that contained Pillar of Fire, as you might expect, Kaleidoscope and The Foghorn. So when Ray did publish collections of plays, they were mostly quite short collections. But much later, sometime in the 90s, a compendium volume of all of these short plays came out called Ray Bradbury On Stage. But it's interesting to see how in 1960, 61, 62, Ray was looking at squeezing the most value out of what he had. Collections of existing short stories that had already been published in his own books, but with a sweetener of, well, here are some new stories which haven't been in my books yet. He was putting together collections of plays that he'd already written and that he had plans to write. And he was thinking in terms of anthologies. And I don't want to minimise the work involved in editing an anthology, but it's a different kind of work to that involved in writing a book, you know, an original book. I think what Ray was doing at this time was looking at ways of optimising his income and optimising his publishing impact, whilst at the same time managing to find some time for writing original material. The reality of the early 60s is that Ray got very heavily involved in writing plays and writing film scripts. And as Jonathan Eller has pointed out in the past, Ray's short story output rapidly dropped off at this same time. Maybe Ray's mind and thought processes were too locked up in these compilation projects for him to be able to generate original short material as he had been doing previously. There are a couple of other interesting items in this file of planned books. One is called The Anthem Sprinters. Now, I've just mentioned The Anthem Sprinters as an actual collection of short plays which was published in the early 60s, but this Anthem Sprinters would have been different because this proposal was for a novel. A novel about Ireland. The contents of the novel, well, Ray just lists a load of his existing or in-development Irish short stories and Irish plays. Uh, a Wild Night in Galway, A Clear View of an Irish Mist, The Great Collision of Monday Last, The Beggar on O'Connell Bridge, The First Night of Lent, The Anthem Sprinters. So it looks as if he was considering, way back in the early 60s, putting together all of these Irish pieces. Again, if you're a Bradbury fan, you probably know that in the 90s, he did exactly that. He put together his Irish stories as Green Shadow's White Whale. But he framed that novel as the story of his own experiences in Ireland writing the screenplay for Moby Dick. But this book, proposed in 1960, is similar to that, but it's not that. This one is about a character who goes into the story hating the Irish, or at least being prejudiced against them. 
It's about an author who's just received a grant from a foundation to go off and do some writing. And maybe here, Ray is drawing on his own experience in the 1940s of trying to seek a foundational grant to fund his writing. I do wonder how different this book, The Anthem Sprinters, might have turned out to be from Green Shadow's White Whale. Green Shadows is really a very schizophrenic work. It's clearly a collection of tall tales, really, but it's woven together with the story of Ray's writing of Moby Dick. And it's that bit of it that makes it a compelling read. But I wonder, though, whether this Anthem Sprinters book would have also been autobiographical, but in a different way. We'll never know, of course. Finally, an interesting proposal from the early 60s for a book which did turn out to exist in the end. Well, sort of. I Sing the Body Electric, which Ray subtitles A Book of Entirely New Short Stories. And in the table of contents, he lists 16 stories. And if we compare that to the book I Sing the Body Electric, which was published in 1969, we find that the published version has 18 items, two more, although one of them is a poem rather than a story. It's interesting to compare the table of contents of this initial proposal from the early 60s with the published book that came out at the end of the 60s. In fact, there's very little connection between them. The two tables of contents are really very different. So now we're wondering, what on earth happened? Well, what happened was that between this proposal in 1960 and the publication of I Sing the Body Electric in 1969, Ray did a load of other stuff. In 1964, he published The Machineries of Joy, which contains many of those stories that Ray had listed for Icing the Body Electric. Tyrannosaurus Rex, The Drummer Boy of Shiloh, Boys Raise Giant Mushrooms in Your Cellar, Death and the Maiden, The Best of All Possible Worlds. So the lesson here is to not assume that the title Icing the Body Electric always refers to the same short story collection. I think what happened is that Ray proposed a collection called Icing, he modified the table of contents as he developed it, and then he changed the title to The Machineries of Joy. Then, by the time 1969 rolls around, he's got a spare title, Icing the Body Electric, and a new bunch of stories that he's gathered together, and he puts those two things together, and so Icing has a very different table of contents to the original 1960 proposal. And finally, in Ray's file, there's a summary page, which he titles Schedule, or Schedule if you prefer. And he lists all of the books that he's currently working on or planning to do. He starts with Something Wicked This Way Comes, and says that he's completed the third draft and that it will be ready in December 1960. The book actually comes out in 62, of course. He lists Farewell Summer, which he reckons will be ready in July 1961. This is the sequel to Dandelion Wine. It doesn't get finished in 1961. He publishes it in 2006. 
Then there's The Anthem Sprinters, the proposed Irish novel based around his pre-existing Irish stories. He says that seven of them already exist, which implies that the other eight must be in development, and he's looking to finish that late 1961. The Space Age Reader, he says, is made up entirely of material that already exists, and so the manuscript is ready to go. There's God on Tomorrow Morning, that anthology, where he says he already has 20 stories in hand, but he's looking at 40 to 50 others, and estimates that he could have a complete manuscript by January 61. And then he lists R is for Rocket, and this is listed separately to Space Age Reader, so clearly they're not the same thing. For the play collection, the Pandemonium Theatre collection, he says he has three plays and four still being written, and he estimates he'll complete that in Spring 61, and for the collection Icing the Body Electric, 13 stories finished and three still to be finished, with a completion date of Christmas 1960. This is one very busy author. He's planning to complete eight books between Christmas 1960 and the end of 1961. When we explore Ray Bradbury's files at the Ray Bradbury Centre in Indianapolis, we're often surprised by things like this. Along with the actual publication history of Ray's books, there is this alternative history, how things might have turned out if circumstances had been somewhat different. Ray was incredibly busy and would remain so throughout the entire decade. And if you read John Eller's book, Bradbury Beyond Apollo, you get this sense that Ray never really caught up with himself. He had so many irons in the fire, so many plates spinning, that it was very difficult for him to ever actually plan and bring things to fruition. And the fact that alongside all of these book projects, he was working in film and television and theatre and writing poetry, you really have a writer who is probably too busy for his own good. But of course, he's got to make a living somehow. I hope you've enjoyed this romp through one of Ray's files. I'll see you again in a couple of weeks for another Bradbury 100. If you enjoy Bradbury 100, please give me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A five-star review will help others to find the podcast. Bradbury 100 is presented and produced by Phil Nichols. Music is provided by Purple Planet at purpleplanet.com. Please subscribe to or follow the podcast using your podcast app. You can find us on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast places. And don't forget to look for my Bradbury 101 series on YouTube and my other audio podcast, Science Fiction 101. For information on all of these and an endless supply of information about Ray Bradbury and his works, head to my website, bradburymedia.co.uk.